These are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss Mannequin. And a reminder that the gym will be open to the public this evening for the job fair. Hello, and welcome to the Retro Club. We're your hosts, Megan. And John. And we're back. We are. It's a... Beautiful morning. No, I was going to say opposite, actually. I was going to go straight to the weather and say it sucks. Oh. (laughs) Like, bad. I think I'll go outside for a while. It's cold outside. (laughs) I, like, I get it's March, but dang, this sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it's terrible-ass weather. Well... What's going on in the world? More award shows, I think, happened. Yeah. Well, that's kind of about it. What's his name won for supporting actor uh, from Goonies? Kai Kwan? Yeah. Yeah. Just call him Short Round. I, or Data from Goonies. He's got a name. I just okay, don't know what it is. People are going to know him for his roles more than probably his name. All right. Well, he won an award and it was very sweet. His... Um, speech was very touching. Brennan Fraser, one for the whale. He has, it's been a cleanup year for that dude. Mm-hmm. It's been really good. Um, what else is going on in the world? Well, I feel like there was something else I was going to, oh Lord. Okay. I don't know. This probably isn't our demographic uh-huh. unless you follow me. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to admit this, that I, um, I'm on TikTok. I don't post a lot. Rarely. But I do watch a lot of videos on TikTok. Yeah, and there's been an uncomfortable amount of time on TikTok for some reason. No, I really don't. <laughs> I go through spurts where I'll be on it for a little bit, and then I don't touch it for like weeks, and then okay. I just kind of get. But <laughs> I happen to be in one of the my um, I guess flows of TikTok where mm-hmm. I'm just on it all the time, and there is a. There's this video going around, not a video, but a character going around, I guess, a profile called Jasper the Doll. If anyone knows Jasper the Doll, this has consumed my every waking moment. Jasper is always playing somewhere in my mind. (laughs) It's just this Barbie doll that they've completely demolished her face and hair and stuff and talks in like a two-pack-a-day smoker voice, like, hey, guys, like that. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm obsessed. And so is the internet, apparently. Yeah. Oh, I bought my tickets to Winger, Firehouse, Great White, and Steelheart. Oh, exciting. Yeah. You're going, but... <laughs> I am going. You won't know anything that's going on. Then why am I going? I don't know. <laughs> Neither do I. All right. Anything else? Uh... Oh, Vanilla Ice is coming to our city, we found out. Why? We get the most random... Do you remember that one year Twista performed at, like, AutoZone or something behind the the mall? Twista? Twista? Like, Overnight Celebrity? Or, um... Oh my god, I just forgot his other song. I don't know who that is. I will play Twista for you. You don't have to. Not at this moment, but I will. (laughs) He played, like, a long time ago, and it was a 
a tire place behind our mall, our failing mall. I it was the Are weird. You serious? This I is real? swear to you, if I look up Twista and Terre Haute, I'm probably. Gonna... <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, Nelly ship. played here. This is the, yeah. you know what Terre Haute is not a beacon for Leonard Skinner play here. Yeah, we just don't have that draw, and for some reason, just every once Wait in a while, second. we'll get an artist here. Wait a second, we're talking about the mill. Big big acts have played in Terre Haute a long but time. It, we're talking ago. yeah, we're talking a long time ago, but they have played here. No, there's a reason they have the Wabash Cannonball. Oh, Twista's coming back. Uh, see? Oh, my gosh. Twista was to perform after the walk um, in Who 2010. Is Twista is a rapper. <laughs> in 2010? Uh, yes, I said it was a while ago, John. <laughs> you could have said a decade. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought, I couldn't remember how long ago it was. I didn't realize it was 2010. Look, he's Why are we talking about this guy? It doesn't matter. <laughs> overnight Celebrity. Slow Jams. That's the song. Okay. Good God. Those are the two you'll probably know. I'm done talking about Twista. <laughs> I am too. Uh, we were giving him too much air Yes, you here. were. <laughs> Not we. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Uh, is there anything else we need to catch up I on? feel like there was something big we needed to talk about, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it, what it was. Yeah, I'm kind of ticked off. Like, I had something serious to talk about, and yeah. I thought about it earlier in the week, and I didn't write it down, and here we are. Yeah. Hmm. Just another drop in the bucket. Oh, we are grandparents to four beautiful baby kittens. Oh, yeah. I guess that's <laughs> that's what's going on, yeah. Just, um temporarily we cannot yeah. have four more cats that that would be just no and all these all four of the cats have homes that they're going to so yeah we got four That's people nice. who have spoken for them um we'll see how they feel in about five weeks if they're still interested and then in about eight weeks they'll be heading to their forever home yeah they're so cute oh my god we had snow randomly yesterday mm-hmm that was that was just bad. The weather in Indiana is just the worst. It was moving out of the 70. state couldn't come fast enough. We're not moving anytime soon. There's no plans to move <laughs> yet. Huh? There's no plans to move. But there will be. Eventually, one day, we may leave this place. I don't know. Yes. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows? All of America is just <laughs> in the crapper. There's nowhere safe. <laughs> Here we come Definitely overseas. Not in Indiana. <laughs> Okay. Hey, Canada. That's what it's <laughs> going to be like. I got hiccups all of a sudden. All right, let's talk about our movie. It is a very good one. Okay. From 1987. All Mannequin. Right. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. I one know you'd word, be excited. short and sweet. <laughs> I do like this movie. I have too for a long time. I don't know. I don't remember when I first watched it, but it was a long time ago. If I probably the first time I saw it probably just was on TV randomly. Yeah. Probably like HBO or Cinemax. Channel seventeen and eighteen. <laughs> I think we owned it, so we may have watched it. Uh yeah, I don't know. I can't tell you, but it was probably in the nineties sometime. I was younger, first time I remember maybe seeing it on TV. Well, I had two older sisters and they watched all the freaking John Hughes movies. And Andrew McCarthy's a big part of that, so this isn't John Hughes, is it? No. Oh, okay. I, I said we watched like, all the John Hughes movies, and Andrew McCarthy happens to be a part of that. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. James Spader, too. I got to throw him in there. Mm-hmm. All right, well. Uh, ooh, I've got the synopsis. Oh, go ahead. Okay, I guess I'll give you that first. <sighs> Twisted, dang it. <laughs> looking in your Open my eyes phone and, and I'm looking at Twisted. <laughs> this love that I found is too good to be true. I got the themes stuck in my head. I have all day. I I noticed. Okay. Let's I'll give you the synopsis here okay. and then we can jump into numbers. And just picture me singing the theme, everybody. Okay. Here's here's the synopsis. Jonathan Switcher, an unemployed artist, finds a job as an assistant window dresser for a department store. When Jonathan happens upon a beautiful mannequin he previously designed, she springs to life and introduces herself as Emmy, an Egyptian under an ancient spell. <laughs> Despite interference from the store's devious manager, Jonathan and his mannequin fall in love while creating eye-catching window displays to keep the struggling store in business. That's I think that wrapped on, it up yeah. pretty good. Doesn't really give too much away. I mean, it no, it doesn't give too much away. No, it's, it just tells you what good. this movie's going to be about. Mm-hmm. You want to watch it, that's up to you. Well, let's tell them about it. And hopefully you've seen it if you're listening to this episode. If not... Tons of spoilers coming your way. Yeah. That's all right. Also, it's a really good date movie. Like, yeah. I, I like this for dates. Yeah. I'm sure I would have watched it back in the day. Yes, it's a it's a rom-com movie. Yeah. It's your classic rom-com. <laughs> that, yeah, is definitely a rom-com. Uh, I think it's PG-13. Um, yeah, I could... I could see that. I'm pretty sure that's the rating I, I saw for it. It seems a little high now, but for then, yeah, that seemed about right. The running time for it's only 90 minutes, which is perfect. That is that is what I want all my movies to be. I feel like that was just the standard around this era. Yeah, and all of a sudden now, if a movie's not at least two hours, everyone's like, well, what's wrong with it? <laughs> now, when you make a movie that's two hours, you have 30 minutes of just empty airspace. Mm-hmm. Where just nothing adds up. I, I'm i just not a two-hour movie guy anymore. And I definitely can't do three hours. Two hours I, I can handle, I think. it, But once you start pushing two and a half, three hours, I'm literally yeah. not even interested. Like, I didn't want to do <laughs> Titanic again. I don't want to sit. That is so long just uh, to sit or gone with and the wind. watch at a, a screen. No. Movies where you had to have two VHSs to finish the movie. Ugh. Can't do that. <laughs> Oh, it was released February 13th, 1987. Almost right around Valentine's Day. That's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, I was about to turn two years old, yo. <laughs> oh, this movie cost $8 million to make, hmm. which I thought was kind of high. See, I we are kind of opposite on that. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's probably right. Maybe even a little low. Because, like, what is that? Roughly $24 million today? Give or take, yeah. But it was a hit. It was a hit. It made $43 million. Oh, nice. Yeah. But this movie was universally hated by critics. Across the board. Go figure. I mean, we'll talk about it later in the trivia, but mm-hmm. it the critics weren't the only ones who thought it was going to flop. But No. This movie stars Andrew McCarthy uh, from Weekend at Bernie's mm-hmm. and Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs> also pretty in pink that's what, that's what people pink. more than likely know him from mm-hmm. uh kim cantrell uh plix academy and big trouble in little china mm-hmm. estelle getty 
Golden Girls. I mean, that's really it. Unless yeah. you really watch Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Oh, Kim Cattrall's also uh, Sex in the City, I feel oh, like. Oh, yes. yes, 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 yes. A more recent thing. Yeah. Uh, G.W. Bailey, also from Police Academy. Mm-hmm. He plays Lieutenant Harris. Is he in anything else? That's kind He's of... in one of those crime shows. Oh, okay. I can't remember which one because there's way too many of them now. Oh, of course, there's James Spader, mm-hmm. which he's a bad guy in everything you ever saw from the 80s. Yeah. Pretty in pink. I, just all of them. When you're a good looking blonde dude, that's what happens to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was really good in Stargate. If anybody hasn't seen Stargate, definitely watch it. That's a great movie. Mm. Oh, um, Hollywood is played by uh, Misha Tyler. Misha? I, I, I can't I don't remember know how you say it. He's dead now. Oh, Miss Shaq Taylor. <laughs> Rip. He was really good. He was he was on Designing Woman, and he was in the sequel to this movie. The only one that oh, was from the yeah. movie in the sequel. And then really, it's just a bunch of filling characters. Okay. Yeah, I can't think anybody else that. Yeah, because you had like Carol Davis who played Roxy, the girlfriend of Jonathan, at the beginning. Oh, but you I do kind of have to mention her because she is there throughout the movie. <laughs> Yeah. She is a pivotal person in the movie. We'll go with that. She was pivotal. I just don't I know just what, don't else, know what she else she's w- been in. Uh, Sex in the City. Was she? I believe oh, so. Oh, she's in uh, Piranha 2, The Spawning. Literally, who... If anyone listening has watched that, tell me, because I have a feeling it's a, I have. A zero. How about that? I have. <laughs> also, she was in The Shrimp on the Barbie with uh, Cheech Marin. I definitely know that movie. Now I know who she is. Okay. Was she in Sex in the City? Was that right? Am I really going to look that up? Oh, you don't have to. I just, I figure if you're looking at her filmography. <laughs> Guess what? Hmm? She was for an episode. <laughs> for a single episode. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we've got our cast, our budget. Um, anything else we want to? That's really, it's really about it. Honestly. Okay. This movie. <laughs> it gets... Let's just get into it. How yeah. about that? <laughs> because... Movie starts out randomly and. In, uh, Egypt, ancient Egypt with the whitest people possible. <laughs> yeah, you saw Cleopatra from way back when she was white. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, she's some Egyptian princess. Uh, Kim Cattrall is she plays Emmy, mm-hmm. which also isn't. I don't think that was probably a popular name in ancient Egypt, but it could have been. Sure, why not? Anyway, she's hiding from her mother. Uh, she's just hiding in general, I guess. She's wrapped herself up like a mummy and put herself in one of the... Yeah, she's to be married. Yeah. Um, and they're looking for her because she's supposed to get married to some prince or some guy. Camel they've, dung dealer. Yeah, because they've gone through all these different dudes because she doesn't mm-hmm. like them. And they're like, this is like the only guy left in well, Egypt. She <laughs> wants to marry. be like a inventor. Oh, yeah, she has aspirations. Yeah. Forward thinker. <laughs> very, very, very. And she makes some, she tells her mom she doesn't want to get married to this dude. And she wishes that she could just. Yeah, she kind of like just prays and wishes that something can happen to where this won't happen to her. Yeah, she says, I hope the gods will like rescue me or something. And that then... set was pretty sweet looking too. <laughs> I really like that part. You get thunder and lightning and. <laughs> A disappearance. Uh, Zap and Emmy's gone. <laughs> and then you get that sweet Belinda Carlisle theme. Yes, yes. I'm a big fan of the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack to this movie. 
No, I like this song too. I have the dream about me stuck in my head and I know that's Yeah, not... by Alicia. Yeah, but what's the Belinda Carlisle one? In My Wildest Dreams. I'd have to hear it. I'm like... Oh, I shouldn't have even asked. Now you're going to sing like a whole chorus. I love that song. (laughs) And then it just like shows this really shitty cartoon montage of her going through time. That's right. Yeah. So she pops up in different eras. uh, Mm -hmm. Just all these big points in time. I don't really know. Okay, so... She was alive through all of it, and then... I think she was kind of like, like she is for this movie, like she's an inanimate object, but she's she's alive in it. Because mannequins surely weren't around. She's a muse. Okay. That's what we can call it. She's a muse. I just don't know what she, because obviously she will form into some type of object that isn't technically living, so she can continue to live out through all these centuries. Right. But she couldn't have been a mannequin in those early centuries because I, when was the mannequin even invented? I don't know because I mean you could also say it's like stone carvings and stuff, Meg. I get. I want to. I want to look that That was like in the now. Roman days. When so. were mannequins invented? Or dummies? Oh, dummies. I feel like that's the wow. He's love the dummy. A little earlier than I thought. The fifteenth century. There you go. That's but that's still not ancient Egypt. <laughs> I didn't say it was. I did say stone carvings, though. Hmm. Uh, Full-scale wicker work mannequins came into use in the mid-18th century. So, it took some time. I don't know what she possessed beyond that, but yeah, it's... And I don't know who she decides who she's going to reveal herself to. I think it's up to the gods, and she's just choosing love out of it. See, all these plot holes... I don't understand that, but whatever you get the cartoon, it shows her going through all these centuries. And then you get, we get Jonathan, Andrew McCarthy, and he's just building this mannequin. Mm -hmm. Spending way too much time on it. We're not in the cartoon anymore. This is actually him. (laughs) Yeah. And actually the mannequin looks really lifelike, which I can't say about the sequel. Yeah, the mannequin looks good. He, his boss comes up to him to check on his work and he's like, look at Mm -hmm. her. I finished one. If the, you know. She looks almost real, doesn't she? He says something like, at this pace, I'll probably finish, what, three or four a month? Yeah. He's like, you're supposed to do three or three four, four a day. day. <laughs> Chases him out. <clears throat> and he gets fired. <laughs> he wanted to keep the dummy, though. He did. Uh, mannequin. And then we get this little, like, uh, another montage, but it's just of him doing all these jobs and getting fired. All Yeah, all these different odd jobs. He's just... He's so meticulous. He wants to be an artist yeah, or a designer. A yeah, a sculptor. And so every he job talented. he, <clears throat> excuse me, every job he has, he's very particular about his work. Like it shows him working at a pizza place and he's literally taking rings of peppers and laying them like ever one one. so slightly on the pizza. And, and he has like sure... the meat and stuff on his arms <clears throat> to pick out which he's, what he's going to put on the thing. Yes. Gets fired from on the that pie. one. Uh, wh- where else does he work? He was the balloon. Uh, he did uh, balloon animals. Yeah, he made balloon animals at kids' parties. And- that was the first time I ever heard a motherfucker get called a biscuit head. <laughs> biscuit brain. Biscuit brain, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to use that um, insult going forward. Yes. I. The dad said it and the son. The son was kind of a jerk, though. I was glad to see that little kid fly off. You know, some of the lamest insults of, that you could give a person are, are some of the most hurtful. They, they, cut, the, they cut the deepest. 
Like if someone called me a biscuit brand, be like, what the hell does he mean by that? I mean, even if you just called someone a fool, that's like, yeah. that hurts worse. Than or a call- dummy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like fool. <laughs> what a fool. And they just. Oh, I thought you were going to do the thing that. from Hocus Pocus. Fools, all of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See? <laughs> uh, he was, he was a landscaper. He made that oh, really nice yes. bunny. Um, bush. Bunny bush. Yeah. Sounds so weird. Hedge. Hedge. There you go. And he, he looked really nice and he got fired instantly because I guess, like you said, when we were watching it, you should probably ask before you just cut someone's <laughs> shrubbery into, an, <laughs> into an animal. Well, and he, all he was supposed to do was shape them up. They're square hedges and he's supposed to clean them up and he made a whole bunny. <laughs> yeah. He worked at a restaurant and almost killed people. Oh, yeah. That's right. Flambéed. Yeah. <laughs> the flambé terrorist. <laughs> I said that better than better than that guy. All right, so he, after all his odd jobs, he mm-hmm. ends up he's dating um, Roxy, Roxy. That's her name. What an eighties name. Which she is. I don't like her from the beginning. I don't even like her as no, a love interest at the start. She's very yuppie-ish. She's uh, cold, materialistic. All about her job. Yes, she puts her job first. She's trying to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And she works at um, is it Alor- Alustra? Alustra. <laughs> you say Alorica. <laughs> I, I saw, something like that. That was a call center that used to be here in I know. town. <laughs> but we used to have to drive by and see their sign. And now it's Planet Fitness, thank God, because it's by our house. Right. Um, oh, man. I don't want to triangulate us. <laughs> <Lustra>. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. She works at Alustra, which is a very high-end yes. fashion mall, if it you is will. It is like... It's beyond number one in their region. Neon and mirrors everywhere and chandeliers. And it's just very hip for the time. Yeah, because what was the number they said they did? It was like this crazy record-breaking number they did for that like quarter. Oh, I don't remember the numbers. Don't ask me that. Yeah. It's, anyway, you just need to know they're number one. Yeah. Well, then and you Jonathan's have... Jonathan's just sitting just... Well, he's just broke, confused, and... Yeah, he, cause he drives her to work or he takes her work on his bike or something. Yeah, on his Harley. <laughs> yeah. And there is another mall, a competing mall across the way. Mm-hmm. And geez, what's the name of that mall? What? Oh, that he uh, goes to? Yeah. Why am I drawing a blank on that? You look that up. Anyway, after he drops her off, they're doing construction outside of the mall and the sign at the front of the mall actually breaks off and falls and he runs over to rescue somebody from getting completely demolished by this sign. Prince and company. Whoa. You didn't have to yell. What was it? Prince and company. What? Prince, Prince and company and company. Okay. I like, I was being Prince serious. Don't yell. And company. <laughs> I couldn't hear. Um, Prince. Okay. So the and sign falls company. and he goes over there and he rescues someone from getting hit by the sign. Yeah, it's the uh, old lady. It's the owner. It's Estelle. Yeah, Estelle Getty. And who's obviously wearing a wig. Yeah, he goes flying on the sign and is like hanging on to it or whatever. Yeah, getting his ass zapped. But he gets down, and she's forever grateful that he saved her life, and she takes him all the way upstairs. Mm-hmm. Offers to, him a job on the spot. Yeah, to um, the God, and I don't James I don't, Spader. Yeah, but his character name. <laughs> I'm drawing blanks on all of these. It's okay. Uh, what was his name? It was... 
I can hear her saying yeah, it. Yeah, Richards. Mr. Richards. Richards. She takes him up to Richards' office, the young gun who's kind of <laughs> overseeing. Even though she's the head of it, he's kind of overseeing all the operations. Why is he trying to make himself look like Mr. Burns? The Simpsons wasn't even out yet. <laughs> I don't know. Like he's got, he's like purposely got like a hunched over look. He's got slicked hair and he's wearing like glasses that are way too big. How to make him look greasy. And he also smokes a lot in that movie. Mm-hmm. But she takes him to Richards and says, "I we need to offer this man a job. And he's like, mm-hmm. what do you want me? I'll no. give him five bucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we need to show him our gratitude. Five bucks should do it. <laughs> but she tells him, no, I want him to have a job. And really the only thing open was like a, a box boy type of position. Yeah. Uh, what was it? It was overnight uh, stock. Mm-hmm. Stocking stuff out. And that's when he starts hunting for the mannequin. Yes, it's while Which he's is, stalking. That's why he goes to that store in the first place. His work of art is outside that place. They have like a glass front where they can display different styles or whatever they're pushing in the, the mall at that time. Right. And it's very bland looking when he sees it the first time. There's a, one mannequin in there and she's in, I mean, she's just dressed up and nothing mm-hmm. special. And so once he starts doing the stalking, he keeps sneaking away to go look at this window display and kind of check out the mannequins and be just a general creep. (laughs) Yeah, he goes into the women's uh, lingerie room. Yeah. Like where they're trying on underwear and clothes. On accident, though. He doesn't walk in on that chick. He's trying to find the, the back room to where they do the windows. Yeah. And then he ends up, um, running into Hollywood. Hollywood. We get to the best character of this movie. (laughs) Hands down. Hollywood. (laughs) No, John. Oh my God. That spike. That there. (laughs) I love Hollywood. Jesus. I do. Megan, don't do that. You're going to ruin my reputation. He is very flamboyant, very gay. uh, Oh my God. He is just over the top gay. Oh, he is great. But we love him for that. Hollywood. Even though he was a heterosexual Hollywood. man. That's fine in real yeah, life. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> he. <laughs> you couldn't tell he was straight. In the movie. I mean, yeah, because he, he played over the top. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That is our friend Kemp and Kevin gay. That oh, is my God. favorite. My, I love Kemp and Kevin. Well, if you guys are listening, hopefully you're okay with that. <laughs> um, Kemp and Kevin will be over, overjoyed, belated. Belated. <laughs> Belatedly happy about it. Oh, Lord. All right. So, Jonathan, he meets uh, Hollywood. Hollywood. And he's commenting on the display. And Hollywood's, mm-hmm. oh, that's my masterpiece. And Jonathan's like, mm, no offense, but uh, it needs this. some. <laughs> yeah. Also, during this, Hollywood is going through a really bad time with his uh, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what prompts Jonathan to come up with this idea to tell Hollywood he would. Don't worry about it. It looks fine. You should just go home. Uh, <laughs> what was his? I cannot remember Hollywood's boyfriend's name, though. Because he keeps saying that, I am on your case. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> then he talked about how fat he was getting. Then he started doing the ass jiggle. Oh. <laughs> he said it was all because of those jelly donuts that called to him in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Hollywood is great. But they tell Jonathan to report to some guy, right? Because he has to, Hollywood has an assistant who gets, 
Am I thinking of the second no, movie? No, you are definitely jumping ahead to a d- another movie. Is that the second movie? Yes. Oh my God, it is. I'm sorry. You do that a lot with this. <laughs> like when we were talking about the movie, we were talking about uh, something that happened in the movie and it was something that happened in the sequel. But I understand because I did that too because Hollywood, he's so memorable. Everything that he does, is it's just too much. Okay, I remember what happens. Jonathan ends up sneaking in or staying in the building overnight in this one. Look, Mannequin 1 and Mannequin 2, maybe one day we'll cover Mannequin 2, but it's just as... Oh, we will. Cheesy. (laughs) I actually would be... I don't know if I would be more excited, but I think I'd be just as excited to do Mannequin 2. Did that come out like mid-90s or something? No, it came out early 90s. Oh, okay. Uh, Anyway, Jonathan finds a way to stay in the building after it closes so he can sneak into that... Uh, the mannequin space, like where they keep all the mannequins. Cause yeah. he, okay. He, we have, he talks to it. There's something for everyone, but his kink is a little strange. <laughs> he's, he's into these mannequins. Come on. I don't know if it's a kink, Megan. He's just, he, it's his art. I don't know. He like tried to kiss her when she was a mannequin before he knew. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that part, but you could be right. I think you're. I think you're. Oh my God! I think that's the second one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, I hate my life. This is going to be known as a mechanism from now on. <sighs> Whatever. Look, he is into mannequins. That there's no. You denying. can't put that on him, obviously, because you were just talking about the second one. But the first one, he is too. That's the whole premise of the movie. She's. Al- he doesn't on, know she's live on, yet. Hold on. He, he goes did- into the mannequin room. Yes. <laughs> And he's just talking to it, and he's just, like, touching her face. He finds he one mannequin that he is... Can't believe, he can't believe that he made... I think it's his disbelief that he made it. Mm-hmm. And She's out of that, she, and she does come to life, and he starts freaking out, which I don't know how you wouldn't. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, the fact that he didn't pass out is... Just... Food additives. It's food additives. <laughs> <laughs> and she tell. I mean, she's pretty straight up, but she's like, no, I'm... I, from Egypt, I'm whatever tells him she tells all him about her the, life. Yeah, and she tells him that that room is boring. And oh yeah, he talks the, to her so display. much. Yeah, he talks to her so much that he ends up passing out, <laughs> wakes up head pressed to the window, and some homeless person just comes up and he's like, gives him the thumbs up. <laughs> oh, because they did they make up the window that first night? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he. He really thinks cool he's having a weird dream. It's like an illusion or something. They, um, yeah, she she's just very open about her journey to this point and like all the people she's met along the way. And he's like, I don't believe it. I'm dreaming yeah. right now. This isn't happening. And yeah, she she shares his affinity for wanting to do art. Yes. And she's like, how about we dress up this window? And the first display is pretty... I mean, it's nicer. It's, it's, than, t- it's more tame than all the ones yes. I do later. Yeah. Because it's like these spinning t- tennis rackets and like these balls going back and forth on a wire. But mm-hmm. it's really cool for its time because it's. Oh, yeah. It's very unique. And he showed her all those tools and she almost killed him with a nail gun. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And then the next morning he does wake up in the, mm-hmm. the window face pressed against the window and people are looking at him like he's nuts <laughs> laying in this window. Yeah. Like he got a, a, like a stern talking to about it and all that, but their sales went up. Like they had more customers because of it. Richards gave him a stern talking to a Stel Getty out here was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we've not had this much attraction in a long time. Like you need to promote him to designer. Mm-hmm. And this is where he becomes Hollywood's kind of partner. Oh, and Hollywood is hyped. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, I always want the, always want the weird ones. <laughs> but he tell he asked Jonathan if he can help him. Obviously, that's their job yeah. together. And let Jonathan's me be, like, let me be your new muse. <laughs> he's like, mm, I work alone, and he's like, well, I am kind of hurt, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I understand if that's how your process works. Then <laughs> Hollywood is he's he's too much because he gets real emotional real easy, mm-hmm. and it is so funny every time. Yeah, the majority of this movie is a lot of montage between yes. him and Emmy because they he'll meet up with her, they'll be alone, and she comes to life, and mm-hmm. it's them just like running through the mall because he ends up he does overnight so he can design the windows. Night two is like their biggest night to me. That's when we get that really fun montage to uh, dream about me. Yeah, the thing that kills me is they expect him to make a new window every day. I know what that's the thing I it'd be hard for me to believe because how can you just keep coming up with ideas like that? I would think a window display would have to be up for bare minimum a week, if not a month. And they're like, hey, can you make another one tomorrow and then the next day and the next day <laughs> and the next day and the next day? Yeah, the the second <laughs> night is the big montage where you see them dress in all different types of styles and eras they do like gangster style where he's got the tommy gun and and, top hat and the hat and um she's in like like a sequin kind of evening dress yeah uh she has a fur coat with just like the really underwear underneath underneath. i know you were gonna jump to that one (laughs) where he's got his hair slicked back and a nasty pencil mustache smoking a cigar (laughs) yeah i really like the part where she's got like the uh rocker chick hair and they're doing like a little guitar thing in the yeah, elevator. Because I said his look, elevator. his look didn't look right. She looked no, like a rocker he, chick, but he just looks like a dude trying to be cool. But she looked great. He was giving me John Cusack vibes. What do you mean? I something about like the baggy clothing. I think it's oh, say anything. You're thinking like, yeah, I knew you were gonna say say anything. Mm-hmm. Kind of gives me it those looks, vibes. That's, yeah, it's that outfit. But he had a guitar and sunglasses. <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> No, but then he does like the family opera thing Mm -hmm. where he's playing the big organ that they randomly have in this mall. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Long, long montage, but good good montage. (laughs) Yeah, because they're just For pretty much the entirety of the song. (laughs) Hollywood catches him dancing, of course. Yeah. Towards the end. Oh, get down. (laughs) (laughs) The problem with Emmy being a mannequin is that she can only come alive in In front front of of Jonathan. So this is the first time that someone else has shown up while... Jonathan's been hanging out with her and she turns back into a mannequin and at first he's like oh no you got to meet my friend Emmy and he turns around and she's frozen and he's like uh uh-huh. <laughs> just totally just <laughs> he dogs him for this uh-huh, uh-huh. still quiet type huh and he's walking by and he goes mm. <laughs> <Gives him> the <laughs> snap. that's the two snap <laughs> we love the two snap Megan does that a lot well Keep in mind, Jonathan and Roxy are still kind of technically dating, but at some point, him and Jonathan and Roxy break up. They take they go on oh, a break. It's, it's right before he gets the job with Princeton Company. Yeah, so she dumps him flat, uh, and then it, like his bike breaks down. He has like a bad night. Yeah, he gets, and that's we don't, don't want to forget about Roxy because she she is kind of a pivotal character in the movie. But he... And she is a user. She is now going to try to use him to get ahead. Mm-hmm. They were together. They broke up. Now he's kind of falling for Emmy, who can only come alive if he's the only mm-hmm. person around. So that kind of puts a damper on things. Very big but damper. But the window displays catch the eye of Illustra, 
who mm-hmm. take it up to the top and they're like, we need to get this guy. He needs to work for us. Yeah, that one guy tries to give him a warning. He's like, he's like, they are onto something. Mm-hmm. It is, he, what's he call it? Fab, fab you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gets grabbed up by his shirt. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I actually didn't think it was that good at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He comes running to tell him about the displays. The problem is it's hurting illustrious sales. It dropped. Mm -hmm. They said their sales dropped like 85%. Something insane. 85, 86%, which that's enough to get multiple people fired. Uh, Yeah. The fact that is outrageous numbers. They just made up. (laughs) I mean, I, I know they made up numbers, but be a little more realistic. Plus Roxy has like this guy with an accent that's constantly trying to get in her pants throughout the whole movie. Oh my god, it's it's not even subtle. I mean, he's straight up like <laughs> asking to sleep with her while she's working and yes. she turns around and slaps the crap out. And they're so worried about Jonathan getting ahead now that Richards, who we find out is working with Illustra, mm-hmm. he hire he uh puts Felix, who's the security guard, <laughs> uh, on duty to watch Jonathan. And, yeah, and figure out how he's doing this. Yes. And Felix also has a little dog, a little bulldog named Rambo. That's and right. I like yeah. Rambo. Why is he called Rambo? Because he draws first blood. <laughs> um, so Felix is trying to catch Jonathan the, in the act, but can't seem to. He's just a clumsy security guard. He can't. Yeah, Felix really... is the bumbling guy, but he's he's fun. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the nights. I mean, most of the nights are kind of the same with the mm-hmm. whole dancing around and playing around. But their their feelings are growing stronger and they are getting closer. And Yeah, uh, she tells him she's never cared about anybody like she has him. And she's come alive for a lot of big artists and musicians and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't she say Michelangelo or something yeah. like that? She witnessed him. And I think she hinted that she helped him do the 16th chapel. Yeah, and she's like, he's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. He didn't really have anything phenomenal to say about him. Right, and then she talked about how she tried to make wings. Mm-hmm. Oh, which yeah. that, that it, She kind of hints that she was part of the whole Icarus thing. Because wasn't Icarus the one that tried to fly? It got too, That's a melted. Greek, a Greek uh, story about Icarus flying too close to the sun. But uh, I don't remember who made the flying contraption. Um, hmm, Leonardo da Vinci, maybe. I think you're right, because then she like paraglides in the freaking mall. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it all comes back. She, her, and Making Jonathan are running around the mall trying to evade Felix, and they've trapped him, and they end up like toppling him over into some displays and knocking <laughs> him out cold. And they run off. And that fight sequence is funny too. <laughs> Uh, they end up lying in like a pile of fur coats and mm-hmm. which, you know, that was comfy. We are under the impression that they've probably slept together. <laughs> yeah. You ain't getting them stains out. Oh my God. What if someone would have caught them in the act? <gasps> Him banging a mannequin? Yeah. <gasps> oh my yeah. gosh. If she would have, if she would turn into a mannequin while <laughs> look, the look on your face, like the sun realization, I'm something I can't talk about. Uh, yeah, we probably can't talk about yeah. it on here, but everyone yeah. use your imagination if they were being intimate and she can only be alive in front of him. Well, Felix <laughs> is like, oh, switcher. Oh. You are one sick puppy. Yeah. You want to move your sweetheart? They, there is another face. part where they have like a tent set up and they're rolling around in the tent and then they're laying in a hammock together mm-hmm. and... uh 
so there there are a couple Finally, they instances give him, give, because they think that he's like this genius artist mm-hmm. so they give him his own like room uh-huh. with his muse now everybody's calling it his muse and like hollywood's telling him to get away from the door and all that but even he's trying to listen in oh yeah he starts carrying her the thing is they start getting real sneaky and real dirty he's carrying the mannequin around the store and goes into a storage room and it's his. yeah but then he comes back out with her a little bit later and they just went in there to bang yeah he has like the tussled hair yeah and he comes back out and everyone looks at him they're like what is he doing <laughs> Yeah. mannequin they go in the bathroom together to actually have a serious conversation because he's gonna be he's been asked to be vice president oh yeah he just because their sales have skyrocketed after richards tried to get him fired mm-hmm. for embarrassing their image which yeah. i mean they're a failing store he, yeah it, richards is trying to spin it to make it like a bad thing and literally mm-hmm. everyone else in the room is like how is this a bad thing this is another part where hollywood comes in to save the day <laughs> goes to jump out a window yeah no I not jump it, out yell I out I didn't, I didn't think it was good no he was gonna jump oh <laughs> i thought he was this just is where hollywood yell. starts to fly <laughs> then he starts hanging onto the window and he starts doing the screaming oh 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 <laughs> um i can't say it enough how much i like hollywood I do love Hollywood. So Jonathan is offered this VP spot and he takes Emmy into the bathroom to tell her mm-hmm. that he's gotten the spot. But he's worried because he doesn't want to lose her. He still wants to be able to design the windows with her and being a VP. And she th- you're not a hands on person. Like right. That. And she tries to tell him that she thinks her time's coming down too. yeah, it's like her time to move on. And everyone's very like, oh, no, this can't happen. Well, meanwhile, Roxy has been tasked by the head of illustra to try to convince yeah try to convince jonathan to come work for them and i mean she goes as far as taking him out to lunch and trying to talk Mm -hmm. him into working and finally they're like we got to figure out what he's doing and if we can't steal him because he he ends up talking to roxy and he's like i know what you're doing i'm not going to work for you and i don't work alone like some people i'm loyal yeah and he says that he work, he has someone else who works with him, a girl. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, who's this girl? Woman. We got to find out who it is. So Roxy and the foreign dude who's always trying to sleep with her mm-hmm. sneak into Prince and Company at, after close. and with try the camera. Yeah. And try to see if they can catch him and see what's going on. Like, <laughs> how is he? And who if they're like, if we can't get Jonathan, maybe we can at least talk to her and get her to come work for us. Yeah. They did not expect to find Jonathan rolling around. <laughs> With a mannequin on the floor. They couldn't tell that it was a mannequin, though. They got pictures they too far of out. it. Yeah. Well, and who else walked in on him? Felix? Felix, is. that's when the fight happens. Okay. So we've backed up a little bit. Um, <sighs> I always get fuzzy towards the end. No, you're, you're she, fine. There's the, uh, the, the foreign guy is really funny. He talks about, because he's, he's just trying to bang her throughout this whole movie. Mm-hmm. He's like, can I show you something in your size? Oh, <laughs> She yeah, gives yeah. him a slap. And then what else does he say? Mm-hmm. Oh, when you're with him, and uh, did he scream, don't stop Woody. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then, th- to beat all, she gets like depressed that he's like with this mannequin now, because everybody's told everybody to lustra. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ugh. Yeah, and Roxy she like She finally snaps. gets in to sleep with that dude. Yeah, she sleeps with a foreign dude. But then she snaps about the whole Jonathan situation and, like, cannot wrap her head around how he's with a mannequin. But, I mean, who could, to be honest? <laughs> and then the foreign guy finally gets what he wants. Guess what? She wasn't what he wanted. 
Oh. He couldn't get it up. He's like, this has never happened. Yeah. <laughs> I don't You're know. cold. <laughs> You're heartless. You have no soul. This has never happened before. <laughs> he starts crying. But what happens is Richards and Felix have now decided that they are going to steal the mannequin. They're tasked with doing that. Yeah. They're going to take the mannequin because then Jonathan can't get his work done. And yeah, because Felix got fired. Now he has to, he got offered that job at Illustra. Mm-hmm. After some uh, fighting back and forth, montage, whatever, they did end up snagging Emmy mm-hmm. and taking her to Illustra. So Jonathan comes barreling through those doors and he's like, where is she? <laughs> and uh, Roxy's the one that tells him Roxy gets mad. She's like, you'll never find her and storms off. <laughs> and she she's not even running. She's doing like this weird fast pace walk <laughs> I guess in you her could, heels power walk it was like a power I walk yes with the very angry look on her face and all the security guards and everyone is trying to get jonathan so he can't yes they try to stop him from getting over there because mm-hmm. what roxy is doing is she's going to go get emmy the mannequin mm-hmm. and she's going to put her through the shredder yeah it's like this big dump down shredder that has like still Big blades on it. Yeah, it's like an industrial shredder for, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever they shred in malls. I don't know, probably right. big signs and stuff like that. And then they finally get to the room, but the police are right, uh, or the security is right behind them. So they turn the fire hose on them and Hollywood tries. <laughs> Hollywood is there to save day He's just again. got these hero moments, man. Comes out of nowhere and he's like, you go, you get your girl. Yeah. And he gets out the fire hose <laughs> and starts spraying all these dudes down. And then they finally get the idea to kill the water. Because, <laughs> you know, they've been sprayed for like two, three minutes straight. Yeah, they're just getting like... knocked down by this high-pressured <laughs> hose. And then it, the hose just goes limp in Hollywood's hand. So he, he just <laughs> gently places it on the ground then hits him with a two-snap. No, he's like... No. Shit. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he sets it down. <laughs> then he goes... Then he takes off running. <laughs> <laughs> But it does give Jonathan enough time to run into the shredder room. And he, unfortunately, Roxy has already got her hands. She didn't know which mannequin it was. So she just started grabbing mannequins and throwing them on this conveyor belt. And one of them happened to be Emmy Mm -hmm. throws on there. And they're going up this conveyor belt to be dumped into this large shredder. Jonathan sees Emmy and she's getting dangerously close to the top. He catches her hand just before she goes into the shredder. Yeah. He goes running up the conveyor belt and grabs the mannequin hand, which she is just a mannequin still at this point. He's trying to pull a mannequin up. But then all of a sudden, something magical happens. And I don't really understand what what took place here. It was true love. Yeah, she becomes human, but she's human in front of Roxy. And also this bystander janitor guy who has no (laughs) idea what's going on. Uh, Emmy does come to life in front of them, and he's able to pull her up out of the conveyor belt and save her from being shredded. Yeah. Roxy got knocked out when they realize when they hear a woman screaming, they're like, Oh my God, there's actually a person in there. So someone, the guy cuts the power to Mm -hmm. the shredder and Jonathan's able to pull her out and save her. And Roxy is like stunned at this point. She can't believe this girl's actually real. (laughs) And then, Freaking uh, Felix is trying to tell everybody, she's the dummy. That's the dummy. <laughs> and then everybody gets fired and taken to the nut house. Yeah. And you find out that's when um, Estelle Getty shows up and mm-hmm. finds out that Richards, Felix have been working with Illustra and mm-hmm. they all get taken away in cuffs. And the janitor guy, <laughs> when he watches Jonathan and Emmy walk off, 
he jumps into a pile Dove of trash right in there head first and starts pulling out mannequins and kissing them to see if any of them would come to and life. And one of them's Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. They dump all that trash on Roxy's yeah. head and she's Roxy buried. Roxy said, Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> she gets out of there, then he gives it one uh, he gives it a second try. <laughs> that's pretty much the movie they walk off it ends with um them it does pan later mm-hmm. back to the window display and they're all frozen and it looks like they're all mannequins but then everyone starts moving and it's a wedding scene to what song megan uh gonna stop now yeah <laughs> no let them say we're crazy yeah. what do they know i like that song i do too i love starship people can shit on all they want that's their fault oh and hollywood was the officiant and emmy and jonathan mm-hmm. get married and estelle was there and a couple other people. The freeze frame to end the movie is Hollywood crying hysterically. <laughs> and Andrew McCarthy obviously trying not to laugh. Mm-hmm. And they still caught it. And that is the end of the movie. What a good movie. Very good movie. <laughs> Can't say enough good things about it. All right. Do you want some trivia? <laughs> uh, sure. I have some trivia. There's not a ton on it. I thought there'd be a little bit more. I did find one website... I thought it was cool. I may check it out later for other things just to see what uh-huh. they have. I think it was called 80skids.com. Why would you say that? Now people can just... But that's not the website I'm using because I didn't care for the stuff they used. Oh, okay. That's why I said I was going to use it. Uh, and it's 80 spelled out because it looked interesting, but I read through the facts. They only had like 12 facts. And I was like, well, that's not really like... It says like uh, 12 facts people may not know about Mannequin. I'm like... That's stuff we knew, isn't it? Yeah, it was just random stuff. I was like, well, Ugh. that's common knowledge yeah. i mean and i'm not just saying that because i've seen the movie it was like obvious did you know that emmy can only come alive in front of jonathan stuff it didn't say that but stuff like that and i was like right yeah obvious stuff. <laughs> no offense to them i still want to look at the website because it sounded interesting but i'm gonna get most of my stuff from imbd so <laughs> okay the okay the the scenes for the illustra and for Prince and Company, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. why do I keep forgetting? They were filmed in actual shopping malls in Pennsylvania. Really? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, this is, another story, this is another movie set in the fighting city of Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia is all over 80s movies. Yeah, Alustra was filmed at what is now, it's, I think today is called Boscoves. Okay. And I cannot remember the name of the city. It sounds like on the tip of my tongue, but it's a department store. Okay. Essentially, that's all it is. And it's very easy to distinguish because it still has the square chandeliers. So all the mirrors and stuff that was really inside. I would guess it still has like the big like entranceway and all that too. Um, yeah, it does like a big glass entrance. And then... Prince and Company is in today. It's a Macy's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what it was turned into. All right. So the director Michael Gottlieb, I believe. Let him say we're Macy's. <laughs> if it were a German last name, this is how he got the idea for the movie. It's sort of, kind of based off true events, which I know it what? can't be possible <laughs> because uh, mannequins uh, don't come. All to right. Life. But he was walking by a storefront and he saw a mannequin move by itself. Oh, was it just on like... It was It was an illusion. Mechanical? He said that it was caused by a combination of lights and shadows. And when he walked by, he oh. thought 
a mannequin moved and that's he started to think like what would happen if a mannequin came to life and obviously he made a million millions of dollars off it so Mm -hmm. guess we're the ones that look dumb (laughs) now the original idea for the movie um i can't find my note on it but i do remember I, i was reading about it and the original idea for the movie was actually supposed to be an older lonely storekeeper and Uh they wanted dudley moore to play him the british guy i I it's arthur he's arthur okay they had him in mind and it was just going to be like this old lonely guy who befriends a mannequin and then andrew mccarthy came up on the board for discussion Mm -hmm. and they changed the character to a young artist and they cast andrew instead can we also talk about his freaking apartment in no way in god's green earth did he own or pay rent for that apartment? Especially a guy that doesn't have doesn't make any money. Mm-hmm. It had a piano in it. Yeah, he had like a baby grand in there and everything. That's, yeah, <laughs> this is insane. Millions of books. I mean, it it was wonderful. I don't know where it was set. I assumed probably like New York somewhere. No, it was the Fighting City of Philadelphia. Oh, it really is in yes. Philadelphia. Okay. All right. Well, then they were on on scene filming. That's cool. Okay, so one of the original mannequins that they used for Emmy, like her mm-hmm. pieces, I guess some of her pieces, that sounds weird, that was used in filming is been restored and is at the storefront South Fellini and is currently on display. It's oh, located cool. in the fashion district in the center city, Philadelphia. And they said the head and torsos, head and torso is the original piece. That's cool. So, I mean, how... I feel like the head would be recognizable. Torso, whatever. (laughs) You're not going to know what her torso looked like. Okay, so earlier in the movie, I mentioned that not just critics thought the movie was going to be a flop. One of the actors did not have any faith in this movie. James Spader? Mm Mm-mm. G.W. Bailey. Oh, Lieutenant Harris? Yeah, he stated, quote... We didn't think it would ever be released. It was beyond silliness. We would do outrageous double takes over the lines and say that we hadn't done this kind of stuff since high school. And the director would say, more, more. You're you're going in the right direction with it. Going in the right direction. We didn't believe this. But suddenly, the movie is released, and here's this old-fashioned, silly love story, very loosely based on one touch of Venus. And there's not one dirty (laughs) word in it. Not one naked butt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's his whole quote i've never heard of the movie one touch of venus that came out in 1948 well he's like a really old actor mm-hmm. like he was gray-headed in the 80s yeah so the critics completely demolished this movie they hated it and gw uh, was actually super surprised that audiences loved it because he also thought it was going to flop bad well i mean he was in police academy and no one had faith in that either really yeah, even with the up-and-coming Steve Gutenberg. Also, uh, Emmy was in that. Yes, yeah, they played. That's what I was going to say. A couple of the characters have actually played in movies together. Other movies? Yeah, um, like James Spader. James and Spader and Andrew played in Pretty, Pretty in Pink. Pink. And then Police Academy. And mm-hmm. then Emmy, uh, Kim Cattrall, and Roxy, the actor who played Roxy, they were both in Sex in the City. So you've got a couple of like overlapping actors in this movie 
um, the organ that Jonathan Switcher sits at in the dance sequence, so uh-huh. the Phantom of the Opera, is an actual organ in the John Wanamaker building in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It is the largest operational pipe organ in the world. Wow, and they just let him goof off in it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <clears throat> On it, not in it. <laughs> um, I got a little bit more we can cover. So Kim Cattrall said that doing this movie made her feel grown up. I don't know how old she was during this filming. But she said, quote, hmm. I've become more of a leading lady instead of like the girl. All the other movies oh. that I've done, I played the girl and the plot was always around the guy. I've never had anybody to do special lighting for me or find out what clothes look good for me, what camera angles are best for me. In this movie, I learned a lot. It's almost like learning old Hollywood techniques. She was a big focus of this movie, so that makes sense. She said, I've always been sort of a tomboy. I feel great being a girl wearing dresses. <laughs> um, it sucks that she's nuts now. Really? Yeah. And she's a, I think... She's a known sex addict, and she writes all these books and stuff now. Oh. I mean, if you write erotica, you do you. I'm not... I no, mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> but... It, she's like... Being a sex addict is, like, a problem. Right. It's one thing to enjoy sex, and you can have multiple partners as long as it's consenting and everybody is right. happy with the situation, but... I, you can you can be addicted to just about anything. Right, I mean, but she's gotten to where she's like caused problems in her life from it. It could be. I mean, you see that a lot in like BPD and stuff like that. Right. But we're not going to go down that mental health segue. Yeah, yeah <laughs> let's spare everybody. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I do have how old she was here. It says that this movie is... Can a, I guess? Sure. Go ahead and read it. And just don't give me the age and I'll say it. So this is a rare instance where the actress was older than the lead actress was older than the lead actor. So Kim oh. Cattrall was older than Andrew when this was filmed. I'm still going to guess. Okay. How old? 26. No. Do you want to know how old Andrew was? And then you can guess. 24. He was 24. Okay. So she was, she's at least what I say, 26 and she was 27, 28. She was 30 years old when they filmed this. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. 30 years old. Uh, let's see. What else can I cover? Oh, he wore... We mentioned this, too. We pointed this out. He wears bowling shoes through the whole movie. Those were bowling yeah, shoes. I pointed that out because I was like, why is he wearing those? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're curious about the bike he was riding, his motorcycle was a 1986 Harley Davidson Sportser XLH883. Nice. And this movie came out in 87. Mm-hmm. And he's... Also driving an 86 Harley. I don't think we're supposed to know that it's an 86. Okay. That's why I was like, you are... That's why they keep calling it an old bike and an old junk, piece of junk and stuff. Hmm. Okay. And then... Um, Which it is a Harley, so he would have been working on it forever more than riding it. This is true. That's very possible. No hate on, no hate on Harley. I'm just saying you got to do a lot of work on them. Okay. This will be... This will probably be the last one I do. Um... Misha Taylor, Mishak Taylor. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, his name's hard to say. I don't know. He made a cameo as a flamboyant window dresser, Hollywood Montrose, in the music video of the movie's theme song, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, by the rock band Jefferson Starship. Not Jefferson Starship, just Starship. Oh, it says Jefferson Starship on here. Okay, because they were Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, then, then all the through the 80s, they were Starship. Oh, in the 80s, they were Starship? Yes. Okay, well, then they've got this wrong, not me. 
I'm pulling this quote. Anyway, he made an appearance in the music video, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. And he also reprised <laughs> his role in Mannequin on the Move, which Mannequin came out in 1991, which I continuously mixed up. My apologies. <laughs> we'll cover it one day. <laughs> I also read something really, really cool about a planned sequel they were going to do for a mo- the modern age. Mm-hmm. Instead of a mannequin, it was going to be like, uh, what they do with Michael Jackson and... Hologram? Yes. Well, I was going to say Dio, but I didn't know if you knew that they made him a hologram. No. (laughs) Yeah. That's what he was going to fall in love with this like AI program. Isn't that, that's already kind of a thing. Um, Sex robot, yeah. It's called Her with, uh, is it Joaquin Phoenix? I don't know. There was a movie that came out a few years ago called Her. I never saw it, but he he falls in love with like the equivalent of Alexa or Siri. It's, I'm not kidding. I'm going to look it up because I'm pretty sure it's Walking Phoenix. I don't want to like smear his name if that's wrong. Her no, he's pretty good as the Joker. It is... Her. Walking Phoenix, yes. Okay, good. Anyway, yeah, that's what the planned sequel is going to be. I, I'm kind of interested in it. I think it would have been okay. I'm reading the synopsis of this. Uh, of her whatever yeah well you don't have to read it out loud you already said what it's about yeah he falls in love with the program so it's not even a physical being or something he can see he falls in love with a voice he falls in love with siri (laughs) okay wow i just like cleared my throat right the mic that i wasn't even thinking i know (laughs) (laughs) so sorry (laughs) okay uh we can go ahead and rate this thing then uh, rewatchability. Yes, <laughs> I'm always down to watch this movie. I am too. It's a it's a comfort movie. Uh, I mean, now that I've seen it again recently, I probably won't watch it again for a little while. It's one of those uh, I'll watch it every once in a while, but it's not like always on my top playlist, you know. No, but I I I'm always into watching it when it's mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like I've randomly had a day where Josh brought this movie up and we watched it. Oh. <laughs> and I wasn't disappointed because, I mean, Hollywood makes that, he makes the movie so fun. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to give it, uh, I'm going to be really generous and give it a four. And we really didn't point out how positive of a character Hollywood is in this. Oh, I, I said I loved Hollywood through this whole thing. He's just very flamboyant over the top. Like, this is like a time, like a really good time where he, like this kind of a character has like hero moments mm-hmm. and they matter towards the plot. Mm-hmm. Like he saves Jonathan's ass more than once. And he never judges him. Even when he finds out that Jonathan's banging a mannequin, he's like, you know what? If it helps your creative juices flow. <laughs> you are an artiste. <laughs> right. He's like, I'm not going to question your art, you know? Yeah. If this is your, he was very how, understanding. You, how you work, then that's how you work. <laughs> Love it. What are you giving it? I give it a four. For rewatch? Yeah. I give it a four. I feel like it's a little generous, maybe a three and a half. Uh, I'll give it a four. I, I, this movie is always fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, for Legacy, that's where it starts getting hard. Okay, so, I mean, it had the sequel, Mannequin on you the You know move. what? Go ahead. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. I brought up the movie Her, which is really not that far off. You're talking about no. a character falls in love with another character that people find unusual. And um. Or not obtainable. Yeah. That 
I feel like it's been done a few times. Her is one example. I really can't think of another example, to be totally honest. I got you covered, Meg. Okay, go ahead. People are banging banging their dolls now. You got all them sex robots. People are banging mannequins now. We can give it a higher rating. Uh, so but, I'm going to give it about... But did was mannequin the reason for the these? source for it? I think it had something to do with it. I think it's always been like a secret closet uh, fantasy of people <laughs> that... It's that keeps popping up in Hollywood because they're like someone somewhere. When you say somewhere. fantasy, <laughs> you just want to say fetish. You're just a, that word is frightening. I didn't fetish. say fetish. I did not. I said fantasy. I said I, I just said you didn't say it. I know. I avoided that word because it seems right. a little harsh. So I went with fantasy. Uh, oh, but one hundred percent, it's fetish. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, even though the movie has been done in different styles different eras uh-huh. i still don't think mannequin had really any um influence on those sex robots megan but that didn't i don't think mannequin was the reason for the sex Movable robots parts, being made megan, with sex a kung dolls fu have grip. always been sex ball, dolls have been a thing for a long time blow with up dolls. a kung fu grip what are you talking john what kind saying. of these are things I don't know about. I don't either, but I gotta oh. believe. I gotta believe people love their GI Joe so much. I don't know, but I could tell you all about it. <laughs> hey, um, we got all these weird AI movies coming out. And I don't think them, Mannequin really had any type of. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm without this movie, it. we don't get Child's Play. No, no. <laughs> I'm just gonna go there. We don't get that. What What's year that? did Child's Play come out? 88. This is <gasps> lies and A slander. year later. Lies and slander. I'm going with like a one and a half on Led, uh, Legacy. Oh, no. I, sex Robots <laughs> alone, I'm giving it a three. Oh, my God. Sex Robot. Sex Robot. Dude, tell us which side you guys are on because I don't think Mannequin, someone looked at Mannequin and said, you know what we could do <laughs> to make this better? Yes. Oh, also in Trailer Park Boys, don't forget uh, Leahy. He makes the Julian mannequin. Oh, my God. See, it's getting a three. But not because of mannequin. He obviously got the idea from mannequin. Okay. There you go. Last thing we're going to rate it on is the look and feel of the movie. Soundtrack, A+. (laughs) Bangers. Oh, yeah. All around. How do you go beyond A+. I don't know. Extra I, I got to give us like a, I got to give us a five star, but give the, the star, the five like a star platinum star. Yeah. And then I got to <laughs> give it like another star. That's just like see through just to let people know. I want to go higher. Give them the Mario star. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't go high enough. Uh, on the Can soundtrack, the look, good Lord. The look of the movie is so 80s. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> the whole idea of the movie, I don't think it could be made again. Um, It'd be hard. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there are still mannequins out there. That's not like mannequins went away or anything. Also, one thing I didn't really think about until you told me that quote, it has no cussing and no nudity. Mm-hmm. So as if you can get around, well, theater of the mind. They don't they don't say outward that you know that this dude's just banging his mannequin. They just hint at it. Well, w- the scene where he's in the um, 
the fur coats. He covers himself up so you know that he's naked under there. Otherwise, he wouldn't have covered himself up. They could have just been naked tickle fighting. Oh, my God. (laughs) I wish people could see the face you're making right now. You look ridiculous. (laughs) Tickle fighting. Um, Oh, my gosh. I almost started laughing. I had to stop myself. Oh, God. Okay. Um. I mean, I think it looks fine. You know, I realized in my earlier ratings, uh, our earlier movies, I wasn't being fair because I'm like, mm, it looks 90s, so I'm going to give it a lower rating. Well, does is because it's from the 90s. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it looks good. I think it captures, uh, not that I was around in this time, but I feel no. like, I feel like it malls and you definitely get that nostalgic feeling of what malls place. used to be like. Yeah. And the pizza place reminded me so much of like the pizza place from my little s- s- part of the earth. <laughs> I know we keep triangulating ourselves. I, know. Stop. Uh, I really like, like you said, the mall scene, like mm-hmm. that really shows what malls used to be like mm-hmm. uh, fashion. The thing is music, especially like we pointed out. Online shopping has become such a commodity, and especially with COVID, it 100% skyrocketed. Not that people don't go into shops physically anymore to buy clothes, to buy groceries, to buy whatever, but online shopping, I feel like, is an all-time high. Yeah, it it took over. It it killed a lot of stores. It It killed the mall. It did. A lot of businesses just lost because of, obviously, the pandemic. But, mm-hmm. but I think for look and feel, I'm going to give it uh, a four. Didn't you just give it a five? I was talking about the soundtrack. We talked about the soundtrack. Oh, well, if I'm mixing all that together, I'm still giving it a five. I mean, I guess five. I could bump it up even. I could do a five. Whatever. My overall rating... <laughs> My overall is going to be a four. All over the place. It's going to be a three and a half, four. I'm giving it a four. I, I enjoy this oh, movie. Oh, wow. This is a, one of those rare occasions where me and you are kind of on par. Kind of, yeah. There are some outdated themes to it, but um, I mean, like the overtly sexual, the guy trying to have sex with the coworker is like, look, that's whatever. <laughs> um, that still happens the flamboyantly gay character played by someone who isn't gay. Some people may be like about that. I mean, just little things, but overall the movie, could you technically make it today? Yes. There's really nothing to be cut from it except maybe tweak some of the characters. I think it's fine. Maybe. Yeah. Either way. Good movie. I think that's going to wrap up this episode. It does. Nothing's going to stop us now. Oh, and we can be this dream together. See? Stand the stuff <laughs> Are we going to start? Can <laughs> I get to the chorus? Nothing going to stop us now. Okay, we got to stop. <laughs> uh, oh, God, we'll save you all. <laughs> we'll sing it in the car on the way home. <laughs> but tune in. Stick around for just a little bit longer so you can hear a sneak peek of our next episode. It's a banger. See you next week. See ya. Okay, bye. Next week on the Retro Club. This is just a modern retake on another story you've said. It's just Romeo and Juliet. It's Romeo and Juliet a million times over. God. <laughs> That's like we were telling your 
nephews because we're talking to them about Shakespeare. Oh my gosh, yeah. And they're like, we haven't seen Shakespeare. I said, have you seen The Lion King? <laughs> yeah. Then you've seen Shakespeare. <laughs> you've seen all of them. He's seen Valley Girl. Ten He's Things I Hate About ten You. Ten Things I Hate About You. What else? There's all those movies. I know. And now I'm draw- I feel stupid. I'll think of more. <laughs> yeah, because there's a, it, Taming of the Shrews everywhere. That's one that's told a lot. Um, I mean, there's the Leo, Romeo, and Juliet. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's just Romeo and Juliet. Much mm-hmm. to do about nothing. Starring Michael Keaton. Warm Bodies. Oh, also Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Any movie with an R and a J in it. Yeah. Welcome, guys. We're talking about Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> Forget everything we said. Nick Cage, who? Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at RetroClubPod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to The Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.